It's Tuesday, November 15th, and this is Goodwill Talk Daily. Welcome back, everybody, to Goodwill Talk Daily. It's great to be with you today on this Tuesday, and I uh, hope that you're enjoying this fall. Been a little warmer at the beginning of this fall than it normally is, but hope you're enjoying the fall weather as we head towards the holiday season. Thanksgiving is just around the corner. Can you believe it? Uh, and and I hope that you are making plans to spend time with friends, with family, um, that you're able to to really embrace the spirit of Thanksgiving, which is thankfulness towards the Lord for the manifold blessings that He's given us in Christ. Well, while we head towards Thanksgiving, we're doing some different things here at Goodwill Talk Daily. And then after Thanksgiving, we actually go headlong into um, into the Advent season. And we're going to have a separate series for Advent before we head into the new year. And on Friday, I'm going to announce to you what we're going to do starting the beginning of January. Very excited uh, to be announcing that for you. So if you're in and out, do your best not to miss Friday's episode of Goodwill Talk Daily, where I will announce for you what we're going to be doing. All right, let's dive in today. We're talking about the person of the Holy Spirit, third person of the Trinity, God the Spirit. We have the God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And we're talking about that third person of the Trinity that I think sometimes gets a little bit less press in our tradition than the Son and the Father do. So we're going to emphasize him this week. And we're thinking about some of the things that he does, as well as who he is. Yesterday, we looked at who he is. He is God. Well, we're going to look at one of the things that he does for us in our community of faith. So let's look at Ephesians chapter 4, Ephesians chapter 4, and I'm going to start reading in verse 1. I, therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. The unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Here's what the Spirit does. He unites the people of God. Unity is something that we long for in the Church of Jesus Christ, and it's difficult because there's so many different disagreements. We can disagree about theological things, for example. And I'm speaking specifically within the Church, right? So those who would believe Jesus is God, believe in his substitutionary death, believe that he rose from the grave, believe in his ascension and in his return one day in the second coming— people who believe that the Bible is the Word of God, you know, the essentials of the faith that we're going through at Goodwill Talk. I'm t- we're talking about those Christian beliefs. Within that family of Christ, there are all these other secondary things, non-essentials that we tend to split over, and some of them are important, right? We've talked about them even at Goodwill Talk, right? It, it matters what you believe about baptism, If you don't believe we should baptize infants, then you don't go to a Presbyterian church, you go to a Baptist church. If you do think we baptize infants, you come to a place like Goodwill, a Presbyterian church, and not a Baptist church. It matters what we believe, and we worship together with those with like-minded beliefs on some of these larger secondary issues. But I grew up in an area that had a lot of disunity. A lot of disunity. In fact, um, not long after I graduated from high school, my mom moved to a little town in Arizona. Uh, It was a population of a little more than 3,000 people. And in this town, population of a little more than 3,000 people, there were more than 30 
churches. And what would happen is that um, this was a ranching community that they a church would go up and different ranching families would come together and they'd be worshiping together. But then if the ranchers began to feud, they no longer wanted to be in worship together. So one of the ranching families would leave and start their own church. And over time of this happening, you end up with a terrible situation, not of 30 different denominations, not of 30 different belief systems, but simply 30 plus churches in a town of a little more than 3,000 people. It's a heartbreaking reality, the disunity. And disunity is almost always caused by sin, not by theological conviction. By and large, theological conviction doesn't divide as much anymore because we're able to go to already established places. I know there are other breaks that are happening here or there, but, but by and large, what we disagree on theologically has already been settled. No, when we have church splits happening, it's almost never over issues of doctrine. It's over issues of opinion. It's disunity because of sin. Because we've allowed our opinions or even our, our thoughts on tertiary doctrines, those third or fourth order doctrines that are, are, are really not worthy splitting over, we allow them to become primary and we break fellowship with one another. And to do so is to deny some of the work that the Holy Spirit does in his church. This is why when Paul is writing from prison, He's urging the church in Ephesus to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which they've been called. They've been called to unity. They've been called to be the the church of Jesus Christ, witnesses to Christ, sharing the gospel with their neighbors, worshiping him together in spirit and in truth. They are to do this. They're to walk worthy of the calling to which they've been called with all humility and gentleness and with patience, bearing with one another in love. And can we all agree that that's a difficult list? I think it is. Humility is not easy. It's not easy to be humble. Normally you have to be humbled, right? Gentleness can be challenging when you're, when you're disagreeing with somebody. Patience. Patience with somebody who doesn't see things the same way that you do. It requires us to bear with one another in love. It re- all of this requires the Holy Spirit to be at work in our hearts. We can't do this on our own. We need the Holy Spirit to help us because he is the one who maintains the unity of all believers. See this as the verses continue. We want we are to be eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. The Holy Spirit takes people who would otherwise disagree, who maybe would never even meet, and he binds them together in a bond of peace, a peace with God that was won through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit is the source of our unity in Christ. And we are to eagerly maintain that unity, which means bearing with one another, which means forgiving one another, confessing sin to one another, having the humility to say, I was wrong. You see, all of these things are a part of what it is to eagerly maintain the unity that we have in the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is working in our hearts to bind us together in Christ. When when we come to Jesus, 
We are saved in Christ, but we are also saved into a community of faith because when we go to the cross and we confess our sins and we lay all of our mess out at the foot of the cross to be forgiven by Christ, if we were to look around in that moment, we'd see all these other brothers and sisters doing the exact same thing. Together, the Spirit brings us all to Christ, unites us in common cause for the worship of God and for the declaration of the gospel throughout our world. We are to be a shining example to the kingdoms of this world of what it is to be the kingdom of God in the way that we live with one another, care about one another, even in the way that we serve the world together. Unity is required for all of this, and that unity is only possible as the Holy Spirit works within each and every one of us. So let us be eager to maintain the bond of peace that we have because the Spirit unites us together. Would we be eager to maintain unity? If you're bothered by something that a brother or a sister does, don't let it fester. But in the power of the Spirit, come together. Bear with one another. Be humble and gentle. Show one another patience. You don't have to agree with one another to be united together in the Spirit. Because the things that unite us are far greater than the things that we would disagree about. We're united by the gospel. We're united by the power of the Holy Spirit. He unites his people together. I pray that we would all be submissive to that uniting work of God in our lives. Let's pray together. Father, help us to remain united as a people. I pray that for the Church of Jesus Christ. I pray that for Goodwill Church. Lord, our little section, our little corner of the kingdom of God, help us to remain united. Don't allow small things to break us apart from one another. But would we instead cling to what is essential? Would your Holy Spirit bind us together with a bond of peace? Lord, you have made peace between men and God. Make peace also between us. Break down those dividing walls of hostility that we might love each other well in all humility, gentleness, and patience because of the unifying work of your Spirit in our lives. Make us one, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, God bless you. Thank you so much for being here today. I'll see you again tomorrow right back here at Good Will Talk Daily.